I love, I love about spring. And happy spring, by the way. We're in spring, y'all. We made it. We made it past. We are we are coming out of the cave we are coming out of the dark the dark cave and the white slits over our eyeballs are are, are opening because we're not in the gray and the dark anymore and we're finally starting the ice from our hearts are melting a little bit everyone's just not as everyone just doesn't have a pole stuck up their ass all the time you know what I'm talking about it's that winter it's that frozen winter pole that just wedges right on up there and makes itself at home and everyone's just, you know, everyone's always on edge. Everyone's kind of edgy in the wintertime. Everyone's bitching about winter. I mean, hey, I'm not saying that I don't do those things because I do. Mm. But it's just spring. It, spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling rather good. I'm feeling rather good. I'm feeling energized and ready for spring like I said I feel like I feel like you know we're all kind of shaking off the cobwebs here and everyone's outside you know the energy's good the energy's good we're outside and we're walking everyone's got their dogs I'm walking my dog and loving every absolute minute of it but you know what one thing that just like is the weirdest thing to me that drives me nuts oh by the way hey Welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone, just jumping right in. Like I'm saying, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Wanted to jump right in on this spring, on this spring fling that we're having together. I know, I've, I've been gone. I, um, I just kind of decided, you know, I'm just going to let life just kind of happen. And life kind of happened and caused me to, you know, not record one week. And then one week turned to two and then two weeks turned to anxiety. And here we are. Here we are. I was ready to ready to jump back in because I'll tell you what, there is nothing worse than just having crippling anxiety, thinking about the thing that you should be doing and not doing it. <laughs> but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling hot. I'm feeling frisky. But yes, the one thing that drives me nuts about springtime when everyone's out walking their dog, I don't know where y'all grew up, but where I grew up, like it's like, hey, hey, neighbor. Or at least you say a hi, you get a wave, you get a hand up in the air, you do something. You act like you actually know that you're in the presence of another human when you're literally like two feet away from them. Like, is that, is that a thing now where like, we're like, I just feel like everyone's so like on the D, you know, uh, uh, on the, on the defense. Like, why are you? It's like, dude, I'm, I'm literally walking my dog past your driveway and I'm, and I'm saying hello. And, you know, they have, they have, you know, like a, like a weapon up ready to fight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying hi. Like, I feel like that's how people feel like that's how people are. So here I am. And, you know, and I'm the, and I'm the person who, when I'm walking past somebody, I can't not, not make eye contact. Like, I, like, I have to make eye, eye contact with the person. Like, I feel weird not acknowledging another human being in my presence. Don't even get me started. And I've had to do that at work. Okay. And this is why you definitely don't shit where you eat. Because I know that's just such a lovely, isn't that such a ladylike thing of me to say? Not. But I did. So get over it. Um, as I was saying, I've had to do that. I've had to do that here at work. And with someone who I was like lightly texting literally for like a second. 
and then it just kind of like fizzled I just didn't want to I just didn't want to pursue it and you know I'm super like I'm super friendly like when I see you and I see you in the passing I'm gonna say hello and wave or just wave you know just being a just being oh my god and being human I'm so sorry and like not, like getting a I've gotten a weird response back twice and I'm like you know what next time I'm not gonna say shit to you how about that how about that I'm sorry I didn't mean to like come on here and air my grievances but <laughs> and actually that kind of just came out of nowhere but you know you get what I'm saying so like yeah that's the one thing about I'm doing there's a lot of walks me and the monk are having a lot of walks and not even that but then it's like okay so now you're not gonna say hi to me and you're also like on my sidewalk get off my sidewalk because that's how I feel like when I'm on walks I'm like this is my sidewalk um can you can you move like it's always like the other person's the inconvenience I'll stop I'll stop with Carson and like stand on the corner like wait for the person to pass I just I don't like it like when I'm on my walk I want to be honest you know you want to have you want to have speed you want to have momentum you don't want to be stopped by somebody and you know that's just the exciting life that I live that I'm ranting about my walking. But you know what also drives me nuts about walking? Nothing drives me more bonkers than a slow walker. A slow walker actually makes me like completely lose eyesight. I can't think about anything else. I actually physically have to try and tell myself to like slow down and stop walking so fast because I cannot get around this person in front of me. And and then it's just like a whole thing. And then I'm like trying to walk slow. And then by walking slow, I, I just feel so unnatural. Like I can't even function. I'm like, oh my God, this is miserable. Like nothing drives me more bonker bajonkers than a slow walker. God, let me tell ya. You know what also, just in, just in like a spring fashion. So like in spring fashion, once again, I'm spending a lot. I'm trying to spend a lot of time outside as much as I possibly can to fight and get rid of the winter blues that we all had. And also, this takes place while I'm walking at work. It seems like that's all I do is walk. Um, and I'm not trying to sound pretentious or anything. I'm just, it, it's, anyways, um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I literally saw someone, like, throw trash, it, like, right in front of me. They, like, drove in front of me in the parking lot at work as I was walking, listening to a podcast. And somebody, like, threw trash out of their car right in front of me. And I was like, that was the most, like, lame. Like, I was just one gathawed that's people even still do that I mean yes do I throw biodegradable things out the window of course you betcha you bet your ass I'm throwing an apple core out the window in a minute in a hot jiffy minute a banana peel gone but like trash like that was it was just I'm like how dare you it is springtime everything is blooming it is beautiful how dare you and then at that point, I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm really just getting to a point where here I am about to go on a tirade about, about recite and trap. I mean, but come on, who does that? Who freaking does that? You want to also know one more thing? And then I'm going to like kind of reel it in here, just reel it real tight in. I have an unpopular opinion. I feel like I'm just going to air my grievances as my windows are open in the apartment podcasting in a silk robe it's just I'm just doing spring vibes you know a little a little mono with some cheetah pants I have an unpopular opinion and I feel like I need to air it I feel like I need to get it off my chest and it's been haunting me and it's haunting me and it's on the radios and it's just kind of like it's I don't know why it drives me absolutely nuts unpopular opinion um I absolutely cannot stand Ariana Grande's song break up with your girlfriend I just I'm not really sure. I just, I, I don't get it. 
I don't get it. Break up with your girlfriend because I'm bored. Like, I don't, I don't actually understand. Um, and I just, it's just everywhere. And it's been the charts and it's number one and it won't leave number one. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm, I'm just, I'm literally feel like everywhere I go, it's break up with your girlfriend because I'm, bored. and I'm like, I, I literally, if I can't hear this one more time, like it's, it's actually driving me up the wall. And also there was another thing. I think it's in that song. Is it in that song? I like feel like I haven't heard anyone talk about it or say anything about it, but I, I I feel like she hasn't like nodded in sync at all. And it's in that song where she does like the rap from Girlfriend from uh Is it No Strings Attached? Yeah. Crazy wants you, that's true. Crazy about you. You could say I'm breaking down inside inside. I, I whatever. I think I just went into another song. I think I went into it makes me ill. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I am going down some kind of instinct path. Anyways, there's a part in the song that Ariana raps, and it's literally from the Insync song. And I, I just, I think it's from Girlfriend, because um, it's like, I want you to be my girlfriend, be your shining star. I want to show you where you, uh, you could be my girlfriend. Does anyone know what I'm talking about, or was that Dirty Pop? Regardless, you hear it. I'm saying, so I'm like, okay, has nobody like, re- like referenced or talked about the fact that like that's an Insync reference? Is, I, I really don't feel like I've heard her say it. Anyone say it? I'm like, okay, but like that's from NSYNC. Anyways, does any, somebody's got to know what I'm talking about. I feel like I'm just not like talking out of my butt. Um, speaking about talking out of my butt, so I I went and saw. I just feel like I got kind of like blush and flush with the second I started to want to talk about this. So I went and saw us. Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. It was amazing. It was good. Okay, let's back up here for a second, though. So, went solid. Actually, the story behind that, I went solid Friday, and I was like, I'm going to see this. I have nobody to see this with. I don't even care. Like, I'm buying a ticket by myself. I'm seeing it this, this tonight. Like, I'm seeing it Friday because I wanted to see it last week, but, you know, some things occurred. (laughs) You know, just anyways, I'll will get to that. Um, but as I was saying, so I went and saw us and last minute, like reached out to my brother and I was like, come see us. I will buy your ticket. Let's go. Because I realized, Megan, you cannot go to a Friday night brand new opening of a movie and sit in between two couples. There will be nothing more, nothing more soul crushing demoralizing act that you could possibly do than that and I thought to myself and I said you know okay fine I'm gonna so I asked Daniel if Daniel can't go whatever I'm just gonna I'm just gonna suck it up I'm gonna suck it up and I'm gonna go through with it and I'm gonna I'm gonna like it well great I didn't have to go by myself so I went with my brother we saw us um so Little, like, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil. Don't worry, I wouldn't spoil anything without seeing spoil. And I'm not going to spoil. But I am going to talk, I I am going to chat a minute about it. Let's chat because, I mean, I've been waiting to see this movie forever. And that sometimes I think, do I do this? Do I hype shit up so much that when I go in and see it, I'm, I'm like let down? Or is it the fact that nothing can truly ever live up to the hype? Is that a thing? Is hype is hype does it add to just like the ooh? I mean like I literally like at, like I had girlfriends over one night and I like made everyone watch this trailer I like turned the lights off I was like everyone hush and watch and we like watched this trailer and everyone was like oh my god that was so good I was like I know 
so good. So I was ready. I was ready to see it. And so bottom line, I think, you know, obviously, you know, I feel like now it's like, yes, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele's amazing. He's great. Um, I was late to the game on Get Out. I didn't want to watch Get Out because then I actually, I had a sibling <clears throat> um, ruin the ending of Get Out for me. And I guess it was karma for all the millions of times that I've allegedly spoiled things for people, which, you know, is is rather here or there. And actually, I think is, you know, their take on it. I don't think I necessarily spoiled things. However, um, what was I saying? So... Yes. So us, I, Jordan Peele's great. You know, I, I think get out was awesome. Um, I was really expecting for me personally, I was super excited because like this trailer actually legitimately frightened me and I do not scare easily. I watch scary movies by myself. I like, I love it. Like I actually love them and I love watching them with people by myself, whatever. I'm always watching them. I'm trying to find like, I love I love the genre. Um, I love horror. I, I I just love, I love to be scared. Um, not like, I, I'm, I don't know if I'd ever be able to do like an interactive thing. Like I went down a wormhole. I, I, I often do go down wormholes of looking at like interactive haunted attractions like Blackout and I read blogs because you can't actually you don't actually know what goes on but I read people who have gone into these things and the, sh- the shit that I've read is like absolutely insane I'm like I don't know but like could like could I do it because no, it's not real I don't know anyways back to us so us us I was really hoping to be scared I felt scared watching the trailer I felt eerie I was like this is going to be eerie this actually might might make it so that when I go home to my apartment alone tonight, I'm actually um, shitting my britches because I, I'm scared. So I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of feeling like that could happen. Got in the movie and started, you know, and it and started watching. And I quickly realized, OK, this is not going to be as scary as the trailer has making it seem for me. I thought the trailer was scary. I thought it was eerie. I thought it was actually quite kind of like like kind of horrifying you're seeing these really images like we're on we're on vacation everything's shot kind of laid back and cool and then we're seeing these really like these harsh image like images of people being attacked and there's blood there's a lot of red you know there's a lot of red and I think um and it Jordan Peele actually did say that the red in the movie is just kind of he it's like a nod almost to how red's used in Sixth Sense so it's used as like of the two kind of a crossing over of the two realms and just to signify a lot of the trauma that was, I mean, taking place in us. But, um, sorry, the movie is just kind of like, there's like a lot, a lot that I kind of wanted to say about it. Um, gather your thoughts, gather your thoughts here. So, I was expecting to be scared and I was expecting there was going to be a lot of jump like out get out actually like freaked me out and I remember jumping numerous times through it like I was actually scared watching that movie I was not scared watching us I I was not scared for a second before we actually got to new the doppelganger characters which you see in the trailer that's nothing new you see that it's one that it is their mirror person it is their it is their doppelganger character um, like when you, when I'm first seeing that, I was scared. I, I was, I was kind of like, ooh, and not scared, but like, ooh, like, okay, this is, this about to get good. And then it just didn't for me. Like, 
I never was, I never was, cre- I never creeped, I never jumped, I never, and like, and I would absolutely admit it. Like, I'm not just saying this to be like, yeah, I'm cool. I was like, no, I like wanted to and I didn't. And I was really sad. And then so I quickly had to kind of like change gears as I was watching this movie because I didn't want to start not liking it because I wasn't scared. I was like, okay, so you're not going to get scared during this. Obviously not. And there was a lot of comedy. Like there was a lot of like joking around that was intended to provoke laughter from the audience. So I was like, okay, that's interesting to me too. So I was like, okay, I don't really think this was originally what I thought it was going to be. Um, So when I kind of realized that and kind of took a look at it for like what it was, I was like, okay. I yes I did enjoy it because I enjoyed the amount of thought provoking well one the amount of thought that goes into a movie like us the amount of work and nothing makes me more nothing turns me on more than what I hear actors talk about how I know that sounds so pretentious and people are like hate when like they hear actors talk about certain things but like listening to Lupita Nyong'o talk about how she prepared for her doppelganger role in us was like To me, because she's so eloquent and smart and articulate and speaks with passion and craft and and creativity. So hearing her talk about how she crafted her two characters, how she crafted Red, which is her character's doppelganger character. Um, And what happened was, is that she, her dop, she gave her doppelganger character a a neuro well she so what happened is is she was starting to get a lot of um feedback or like bad feedback well she was about the fact that she her doppel her doppelganger character's voice um she based like what she used to base the voice off of is a neurological disorder and I have the name because you know what? I did my research and I wanted to make sure that I said it correctly because, you know, I kind of spasmodic dysphonia SD. I'm, I'm just going to call it SD. So. Which is a neurological it's a neurological disorder that happens but the what she did was she and I believe it was because she saw and I probably should have um, done a little bit more but I didn't know I was gonna go this in depth to it but I actually think it's I, I I think it's fascinating um so I just want to talk about it because you know that's like that's like the whole point right so she saw Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Lapita Nyong'o did, saw him speak, and he suffers from SD. And one of the one of the characteristics or the side effects of SD is that the way that you then your your speech, it affects, it actually affects um, there's spasms. So it's a neurological voice disorder that involves spasms of the vocal cords causing interruptions of speech and affecting the voice quality. So the voice can like break up. It can sound tight or strained or strangled quality, which if you have seen the trailer of us and you see Lupita Nyong'o, who is the main, the lead female's character's doppelganger, we hear an instant, very distinct, very distinct vocal pattern very um I mean it it is with the character at first glance frightening and that's what the national um 
Spasmodic Dysphonia Association was saying is that she used something that is that these people struggle with and she demonized it. Okay. Completely understandable, completely understand why they would say that um, and why and 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 have every reason to speak up for all of the people who suffer with this um, with this disorder. Absolutely. Hands down. But and what Lapita did, she actually came out with a beautifully crafted once again, beautifully crafted apology and response on this. And this was my initial reaction when I was reading these articles because I was just like instantly livid. I was like, seriously, are we this sensitive that she literally said that she saw this? And, and, and when you see the movie, you understand that this character is is speaking this way. This character is speaking this way because this character has had neurological and emotional trauma. That is something that this character has gone through and you and you and you learn that. And then that's an obvious statement by the looks of that character. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not saying anything. Don't get angry by the looks of that character. How can you not say that they've not gone through some kind of neurological or emotional trauma? Anyways, just just making sure that we're all on the same page here, that I'm not spoiling anything. And um, so she, and this was my thing, having, and I'm not going to say as an actor, because no, I do not have my card. No, I do not have my equity card. Did I study this my entire life? Yeah, I did. Did I study it at a conservatory-based level um, a lot of my life, all of my life? Yeah, I did. So you know what? I feel like when I hear them talk and I, am, and that's, and I, and I get it, I understand it, Lupita Nyong'o took and studied and did actual research, researched numerous things, not only SD, but also things that could happen from other kind of from physical trauma, you know, from physical trauma, she she just went into things that can cause, that could cause a that to happen to a person because it is something that can happen over. So it is something that can happen over time. But let me kind of reel it in because I feel like I'm kind of ranting. I'm kind of starting to rant here. She wasn't doing it at all to demonize when you actually see the movie and when you actually learn about the character and you find out you don't at all feel like the character is demonized you feel instantly you feel compassionate for for her you feel compassionate for her character knowing what she went through and it's not like this we as as actors actors have to do they study, they become, they create. If they do, if they're good, if they're good actors, they do work. They, they, they think, okay, if I was a person that actually had this disorder, if I was somebody was struggling and she actually said she wanted to portray this so she could bring light to it. So she could bring, so she could bring awareness to this that is actually happening because it's going, it's something that goes, I, 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 she said something like one in five People are like over. It was something crazy. And, and I watched her interview on The View where she so beautifully spoke. And I just feel like this is like a love fest for her. And it should be a love fest for her because I think she's brilliant. I think she is extremely intelligent, like next level and is so just regal and is just so I, I'm just obsessed with her. I'm absolutely obsessed with her. And so she she went on saying that, you know, this is 
this is was something that she really did she didn't take lightly and like she didn't take this and say oh I'm gonna use this voice because red is evil she said she crafted red with love and care and like love and care and when you see because red is a person I think I I think that's what we I think that's what people who are just watching don't understand is that we see them as like the villain but as an actor they see they have to see them they don't see them as a villain when you're playing when you're portraying a character you see them as a person and a person who has real struggles and a person who has triumphs and a person who has love and pain and heartache you see them as a full 3D person and you have to create that person and you have to create what they what you know, nature versus nurture, which is one of the, which is a theme in the movie. I mean, you have to create that character to emulate, to make people believe. I mean, these, these characters, they are real in a sense, if you think about it. I mean, they are created, they are real, they are lived out. That's what, that's where she's coming from. That's where the actor is coming from. The actor isn't saying, if you're a good actor, now, I'm sure there are a lot of actors that saying, oh, I'm playing this villain. I need to have the scariest voice. What sounds scary? Oh, that's not, okay. I'm going to do it. She, that's not what happened here. It was strictly from the fact of building this character, building up this character's in, entire life thus far. You have to create the history. You have to create the scars. You have to create all of that to have the person standing there that you're watching. It's a lot of, it's a lot of background story. It's a lot of internal work. And here I am. I'm just literally on a soapbox. Thank you very much for coming to my TED Talk is basically what this is starting to sound like. But that is what, so when I first heard that, I was like, seriously, are we this sensitive that we can't even like respect the arts for what they are? They are the art, they they are the arts. The arts are what emulate real thing real emotion what make us feel they're just so important that like can we not just have can we not just keep things the way that they are can we not just keep things good like can we just why do we always have to bit like why do we always have to bitch or why do we all why can't we just be like why can't it just be sometimes I mean like I am not someone who's like harping on but sometimes I just want it to be like it used to be where like we could have this movie and like we're not going to have to say, oh, you know, she I, I don't know. I, I guess I get it now that it like ended really nicely with a bow. She came out. She she really did. She explained herself beautifully, very, very in layman's terms that people can understand. Like this is exactly what I did and this is why I did it. And I did this. I, I wanted to bring light to this because this is something that is I mean, this is something that hurt. She said her character, you know. So anyways, that's. That was that whole thing. And I initially started that rant on Instagram and then immediately was picked up to go to the museum on a little day trip. And I was like, "Ooh, I never got to finish that. So maybe I should just bookend it and then we'll come back to it. But so that was the whole thing with Lapita. But um, the movie itself. So here's my final kind of thing about it. Um, You know, because I think people are still it's still like it's like the second weekend. It made seventy one million dollars in the first weekend. Are you in, it's just, it's awesome. And it's, I think we're, I mean, we definitely have exciting things. Jordan Peele, I mean, you know, they're already saying that he's going to be like the Alfred Hitchcock of our generation, which I'm totally fine with. And I'm into it. However, I do have to say this and I want to go on record and I'm going to say that 
I'm, I'm calling. I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen because this is kind of a little how I felt with us. I don't want Peel to turn into like an M. Night Shyamalan. I don't want it to turn into like the Sixth Sense is great. People are obsessed. A bang and twist. He comes out with the second one. Comes out with Unbreakable. And it's like, okay, cool. Like we get it. And then you come out with. Now I love M. Night. M. Night has some of my favorite movies. I think The Village is one of the best scary movies of all time. I don't care who you are. You tell me that you turn the lights off and you put the village on and you tell me that you don't shit your pants at least once. I, I, it's, a, it's just, okay, throw away everything that you think you might know about it. Throw away everything you, make, you think you might know. Watch it. I'm telling you, there's nothing creepier than the woods. The wood, like the woods actually creep me the shit out. I, was, I think I was talking about this the other day with someone. I was like, you know, something that actually gives me the heebie-jeebies is like the woods. And they're like, oh, so you probably never watched, um, you probably never watched Blair Witch. And I was like, no, that's the exact opposite. I loved Blair Witch. I wish there were more things like Blair Witch. I went and saw the other Blair Witch that was in theaters where like it was like the very tall, skinny, like witch thing that I actually kind of covered my eyes but looked. So like anything in the woods is instantly absolutely absolutely terrifying for me water's the same way open water you got a movie in open water I'm in my name is signed sealed deliver I'm your like I am there I am watching any shark scary movie literally anyone um shark night I'm sorry I say literally I know I say it I'm aware I'm self-aware I'm self-aware of these things I know I say these words a lot and honestly I probably shouldn't even be paying attention to it anyways back to what I was saying so going off on the rant, I don't even, it was scary movie rant. So, um, so yeah, us, it, it just, yeah, I, I, I don't want it to turn into M night. I don't want him to turn into M night because as much as I loved M night, I love a lot of his movies. M night Shyamalan. He is a director. He is a director that has a lot of horror, um, recent horror, like in the last, I'd say like 10 years. Um, you definitely have seen one of his movies, two of his movies, hopefully three of his movies. And then there's a couple that are really bad. Um, Lady in the Water was, eh. I mean, I really wanted to like it. It had Paul Giamatti from, from, damn it, what's the movie with, with Agent Cody Banks and Lizzie McGuire where they die in blue and orange? Oh my God, we used to watch it all the time. Ugh. Uh, Cody Banks, no, it wasn't Cody Banks. Anyways. I am just, I can just, I'm going off. I'm, I just, it's just that kind of episode and I'm, I, I'm, I'm into it. I'm in to it. Another actually really cool thing. Um, so yeah. So I was saying about M. Night Shyamalan. I, he, so people started to say that like his, his endings are, they weren't good or people were expecting them and then they just weren't what they, they just weren't what they used to be and I just don't want that to happen to Jordan Peele that was my point I know I've tried to make it like four times there it is with a nice pretty bow that's that um I enjoyed it I am kind of like left with like I think I've enjoyed it now more so that I've like watched it and I've got to go back and look and think um and I was really like watching it I was very hyper aware um, cause I knew I needed to pay attention and I did notice the things that they wanted you to notice. So then I was, so that was good enough for me. You know, the one thing that I absolutely cannot stand, don't you dare, don't you dare 
in a movie theater, the second that the credits roll and you're walking out of the movie theater, don't you dare out loud so everyone can hear say, oh, I guess that. I guess the twist. I guess that. Okay. One, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. Two, how embarrassing. Three, save that shit for the car. You best believe. Now, I did not call this ending. However, I was very proud of myself because I caught on to everything that you were supposed to catch on with a certain character. And I was like, okay, like I nothing in these and nothing in Jordan Peele movies are non-intentional everything is intentional everything is there for a reason for a purpose just like pretty little liars was everything had a purpose and a reason just saying and so I was very clued in but don't you apps nothing and I heard I heard some I heard some bitch behind me say that and I was like you know what can you give everyone a minute to just digest what what we all just went through and witnessed without you having to blare your blowhorn of a mouth? Oh, I guessed that. I guessed it before I it be, I guessed it like five minutes into the movie. You know what? No one gives a shit. No one with you. No one around you gives you a shit that you guessed it. Literally nobody. That was my oh god. Clearly that struck a chord within me, but. Yeah, <laughs> clearly that struck a chord. But Lupita, man, she is an everyone. So everyone got the opportunity that all actors would love. They get to create a mirror, a doppelganger character, two characters. I mean, how cool of a concept. It's an absolutely interesting, cool concept. A lot of really, really cool imagery. I mean, he did a lot of very cool... I mean, the cinema... I, there was a lot of shots where it it was... You... I mean, I picked up, like... Okay, we're seeing their shadows. We're They're they're walking above them on the sand. And it's a really pretty shot of them. But you see their shot. It's like, okay, I get what you're throwing down, Jordan Peele. I'm picking it up, baby. And... I don't know. So I think... You know what? I'm going to say I, I loved... And absolutely, of course, everyone's like, it's amazing. It's really great. I mean, I'm going to be honest. At first, I kind of left a little bit disappointed. And I'm always going to be honest. And I'm always going to say. But at the same time, I've enjoyed so much, like, thinking back on things and thinking about the acting. I think I'd like to see it again. And I, at first, I said I did not want to go back and see it in the theater. Um, and I won't go see it in the, in the theater again. I don't know. Maybe I will. I don't know. I've been known to do that. I'll go see a movie three times in the movie theater. I don't give a shit. That is my church. That is my place. That's where I feel right. Um, after like the 20 minutes of anxiety I have pre-movie that like I'm looking at all my exits just in case because I, I'm constantly in fear that like I'm going to be like in a shooter situation and that is literally just like part of, it's, it's bizarre, but it's, it's literally a weird anxiety that I constantly have. Anyways, I know, sorry, they got a little dark. They got a little dark. Let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. Sorry. We're bringing it up. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I mean, but it's truth. Like after like the 20 minutes of me, like kind of like looking around and like panting and like shoving my face and like making sure that like, I don't know, looking to see if there's people around who would. I... <sighs> Finally, once I come down, it's my it's my place. I love it. So, yeah, I honestly and there's a chance I might go through it again if like somebody wants to see it. But I think I would like to watch it back because now kind of understanding. Now, there's a couple of things in there that I'm like, OK, like you sucked. And there's a couple of character choices on other people's ends. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I understand that their characters had to do that. And I know that I'm talking very like vaguely right now. I trust me, I'm aware. 
But I'm talking about that because when you see it, it you'll kind of, I think, understand and vibe me a little more, you know? So all in all, out of five, is it four rabbits or five rabbits? Out of five rabbits that got their, you know, out of five rabbies, what am I going to give it? I don't want to be corny and give it a five. No, you know what? Out of five rabbits, I'm going to give it four. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be honest and I'm, and I'm not trying to cut against the grain. I'm not trying to go against the grain. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've had a really fun time with the movie pre like, I, cause I'm a nut and I'll research movies way, way before they come out. So I've been like re- researching and kind of reading things about this and, and exciting and just waiting to see it. And then I, and then it comes out and then, so, you know, yeah, I'm going to give it four rabbits, but like, I, I, I loved it. Like I, I like, I, I don't know. Now I'm just like bit, bit, bit spitting. Like I loved it. I loved it. So let's, that's us. I just wanted to give a little, a little reviewsies on that. Um, other reviewsies that I saw. Okay. I don't know if anyone has watched. Uh, I have to talk about it because it's one of, it was one of the most amazing documentaries that I have ever seen. Um, I don't know if anyone watched or has watched Free Solo yet, but it was the documentary that won Best Documentary at the Oscars this year. And it was a National Geographic documentary that is on, um, where did we watch it? Shit. Is it Amazon? You have to buy it. We had to buy it. You could buy it or rent it. But it is about, and I, and I'm so sorry that I don't have this. I didn't really feel like, I guess now I should probably look up the guy's name but so okay it's a documentary about this guy which I'm gonna have his name really shortly I believe his name's Adam you know just the stunning great journalist that I am Alex Honnold okay professional rock climber so he basically climbs there's this mountain called El Capitan in Yosemite National Park it's 900 900 meter vertical rock face at Yosemite National Park and he they tape him climbing it with no freaking ropes it is the most insane thing and he's a little like he's a little nutty you know like he's kind of kooky and he's just very he's very like black and white talks very matter-of-factly like doesn't really understand like well to do this kind of shit you have to be kind of nutty anyways to like free solo and like rock climbing I mean these rock climbers are just dying left and right like the ones that are just going out I mean they do it because they love it and they like are like adrenaline and like surge and like I know you got to follow your passion and do what makes you good but like I mean they literally accept the fact that they're just maybe or maybe not like gonna kick the dust and die and that's what they you watch these guys literally we watch these guys talk about like what if you what if I mean there's the chance that we're gonna we're gonna have on film you falling to your death like they all talk about that all the time this guy has a girlfriend who's like hanging around and is it's very it's amazing it's amazing it's beautifully shot so not only is it going to give you a thrill when you watch it it's beautifully shot so it's visually stunning not only is your heart racing but your eyes are like oh my god this is beautiful I mean it's in I mean it's in the Yosemite National Park now I've never been there and I'm acting like I oh you know it's it's Yosemite but it it's it's amazing if you have not watched it I highly highly recommend it it's a great watch um, it's only an hour and 40 minutes too, so it's not like you're going to feel like you're sitting around like forever. 
And it's so, oh my God, it's so good. Like I would hands down, I would watch it like a billion more times. Um, Super good. Uh, I watched Leaving Neverland. That was some, um, that was some heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. Um, yeah. Uh. It's funny. I haven't even watched the second. I haven't even, I just kind of like, I, I just kind of like stopped talking for a minute because I relived in my head. I remember watching it and feeling so uncomfortable. The like firsthand interviewing that these guys had to go through talking about what happened. And I'm not going to come on here and bash. I'm going to be honest with you because you know what? I'm always honest. I'm always honest. And when I'm not, I I know it. And I will think about it and overanalyze and, and be anxiety about it for the next 70 million days. So I'm being honest. I'm not a huge Michael Jackson fan. Like, I obviously love Man in the Mirror. And if you give me a mic and if I'm going to do it, you know, very broad, like, I'll I will perform man in the mirror I mean don't like I love I so now that I say that I love his songs but I never like I like I never idolized him like people are like oh my god I love Michael Jackson but I I never would say that but now that I think about it when all of his songs come on I will sing them and belt them and I'm obsessed with them but I never like always said like I, I just feel like that was like a thing like everyone was always like oh my god I love Michael Jackson like I have all of his CDs and I know of his songs I'm like okay I don't have any of his music on any of my iPods or any of my little like contraptions never had any CDs never listened but I think I appreciate him now and I say that and I just quickly turned around and realized I shouldn't say that because honestly stuff's a little sketch man it's it's rough it's rough there's no way these guys are lying about this it's it's dark. It's sexual. It, my jaw, I couldn't even pick my jaw off the floor when I was watching it. And that's, and that's a lot. I was just thinking like, I don't know. It was, it was, a. it was one of the things that I was like, wow, this is really kind of brutal and not like not like it wasn't like uncomfortable like I couldn't watch it but I had no idea that it was going to go into detail as the detail that it went into and one of the guys Wade Robinson was uh, the choreographer who broke who Brittany cheated on Justin Timberlake with he is who Cry Me a River is about Wade the little boy the seven-year-old who had Michael Jackson's weeder in his mouth I just it is the most insane thing you've ever seen. And he's like this crazy, you know, they're like these crazy dancers. The whole, the whole scenario is just, the whole scenario is just the craziest thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, why, why is he hanging around with them? Why, why are they holding hands? Why are they, why are they sleeping in hotel rooms together? And like the parents are just, I mean, I guess it's, it's a whole thing. It's very, I mean, dang. And you see these boys, these, oh my God, they're not boys anymore. They're men. They're grown. They have families. I think they have children. And you see them and they're just, they still have such admiration for him when they talk about him. It's wild, y'all. It's absolutely wild. So, yeah. Um, on Maggie's, Maggie's Reckies, Maggie Recommendations, if you haven't watched Finding, or Leaving, not Finding Neverland, woohoo, way different, Leaving Neverland, um, 
Highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend. It's on HBO. I also started The Act. I'm just going to rip. I'm just going to rip right through, man. I started The Act. And, you know, I've talked about The Act before on the podcast. And it's on Hulu. And it's about the, the mommy dead and dearest. It's about a mother who was um, basically Munchausen's by proxy, her daughter, which is creating... Munchausen's is when like you're creating illness for yourself and by proxy is when like you're putting it on the child so real I've I've talked about this a lot so I just kind of want to like yeet like kind of recap it a bit but it was the one where the mother is so this her her daughter Gypsy Rose is in a wheelchair she's talked doctors into doing numerous and numerous of surgeries on her the list goes on. She's on all these medications. She has a feeding tube. I mean, she has cancer. You name it. All of this stuff. Well, the story is, and it's a known thing. It's an actual true story. The mom is found stabbed dead in her bed, and Gypsy Rose is nowhere to be found. So they're doing a new, like, anthology series on Hulu where they're having kind of like how they're doing on FX where they're doing, like, American Crime Story. They're doing that on Hulu. And I've started watching it. It's on every Wednesday. And you know it's good? I, I, I fear people might think it's a little cheesy because but when you actually watch real footage of Dee Dee and Gypsy that's exactly how they acted and that's exactly how they talked now I'm not the biggest fan of Patricia Arquette playing Dee Dee Blanchard I'm not really into her um, she kind of makes it a little eh for me Joey King is doing a really great, really great job as Gypsy because literally Gypsy Rose, when you watch real footage of her, she is a cartoon character. She doesn't seem real. She doesn't talk real. Her voice is this really high-pitched voice. I mean, it's great. Like, this whole story is absolutely crazy. I, I, I can't even say how insane you, if you have not watched it, it's on HBO, the actual documentary. So watch that before you start watching the act, if you start it. You know, like, I'm into it and I'm going to watch it. Do I feel like people might, like, I don't know, I feel like talk shit about it. I feel like it's a possibility. There is a couple of points where I'm like, all right, this is kind of, I'm like, move it along. It's still really good. It's still eerie and dark. So obviously I'm going to watch it. And obviously I'm going to recommend it because people are always constantly looking for things to watch. Because can we not consume enough content in media? I don't think so. I don't think so. And the Stranger Things trailer dropped. Everybody. And it was really, really good. It was really good. And the music. And it, I'm just, like, really impressed with Netflix recently because for a while there, like, Netflix was putting out good stuff. But sometimes the quality was kind of, and eh, like, on the tra- – and I don't know. Sometimes the mo- – but their shows have always just – have been, like, the leaders, I think. Their movies are starting to catch up on Netflix, I think, quality-wise, in my opinion now. I mean, there's still a lot of stuff. There's so much shit on Netflix that I have not watched that I go through. And it's like Netflix original, Netflix original. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't – I there's – it's so much. There's so much. But recently, in, like, the trailer for Stranger Things, it was it was awesome. I mean, it just looks so cinematic. Like, it looks so high budget. And I know it probably is extremely high budget. But I think it looks absolutely – bomb and I am so stoked and cannot wait about it and cannot wait because we are so close for Game of Thrones I'm freaking out and I actually read that Joe Jonas was on set with Sophie his wife because you know what that's just the cutest thing and he was watching and he like I guess started to like figure things out so then he like signed an NDA 
I just thought that was, I just don't know why I just read that today. And I was like, that's just the coolest thing. Like just this rock star dating this movie star. And he's just on set at Game of Thrones, watching his badass wife be Sansa Stark. And he's Joe Jonas coming out with his brothers with brand new music from the Jonas. They're just like, and he's just like chilling on set at Game of Thrones, just watching it all go down, watching it end. And then he's just, you know, cat like, you know, I'm just watching the end of Game of Thrones, just cash sign like the end, like, and you know, the non-disclosure. I just, I just thought that was the, the coolest thing. Oh God, I can't wait. All right, y'all. So, <laughs> God. Oh, God. Okay, so I, little tidbit of kind of where I've been, like a little like personal touch in. You know, I feel like we should do that on the Spring Fling episode. And this was the Spring, oh, God, it was the Spring Fling. <laughs> oh, God, okay. Um, I kind of, be, you know, I've been dating recently, and I've been very open about going on some beautiful past dates. By beautiful, I mean, they've been, they've been one of a kind. Let's just, let's just say that. And... You know, I recently met a guy and it was like crazily just like really good off the bat. And it kind of like interests me because I haven't really been interested in anyone in a while. And like I've gone on some dates and just have not been interested in any of these guys. They just haven't sparked anything in me. Like I'm looking for somebody like sparks my excitement. So, so like blah, 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 blah. This guy, like we talk on the phone. Okay. And it just goes, everything just kept going really well. So then, you know, there's like a FaceTime. Okay. The FaceTime goes so well. Like I'm, I'm at this point just absolutely besides myself at how like excited I was. It was the whole thing. Like he was cute. He was a tr- like, I was, you know, yada, yada, yada. He was just saying all, he was saying the right things, but was like laid back. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. And I was totally, I totally like fell real not fell but was excited like was excited and was excited at like the possibility that like I might like I might like date somebody I don't know it was just isn't that what anyone looks for when they're like outward and dating like the excited possibility of oh my god there seems to be chemistry like this seems to be really good you seem I'm not making this shit up like I'm reading things to like and you you you're equal like you're I don't I wasn't responding unless I got something. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't actively, like, you know, or going. I was letting him kind of come to me, and it was working. and Or not not working, but I was just letting him. And it he, like, just constantly was, like, would do, would do everything that I, like, was hoping that he would do. He, like, did. And then so, like, I was like, okay, like, we, like, need to meet. And it was just, like, this whole thing. And it was, like, you know, the good night text and the good morning text, the yada, yada, yada. Like, literally, nothing was going wrong. And I was just like, okay, this is crazy. And I kept saying, like, I need to have my head about this. I need to have my head about this. Meanwhile, I'm literally dancing on clouds. Like, dancing on clouds surrounded by woodland creatures singing, I could have danced. Like, I literally (laughs) came into work singing that song to one of my best friends and I mean I if you would have saw I was just oh I had big emoji hard eyes I'm taking a sip of water apologies a big emoji hard eyes I mean you talk about a a little puppy some spring some puppy love some spring I had caught the spring 
the the spring love bug. I had caught the spring love bug. And I was just so like excited. I was like, oh my God, like we're going to hang out. And he like had made and was the thing that I think really got me was that he was making a lot of statements in regards to like future things involving us. Like, oh, like we'll have to do that. Or like, we'll have to make dinner one night with this or whatever. And I'm going in a lot of detail just because like, I just want to be completely honest on like where I've been and like what I've been kind of going through the past since I've, you know, I've just been out living life and not podcasting and being lazy, but you know, so anyways, yeah, back to that. So I kind of was just like in cloud. I mean, I was date. I was completely, I was listening to love songs all day long. I was listening to my favorite band because literally they remind me of like a John Hughes movie in the summer, like summertime love. Like that's just how I felt. I was like, oh my God, this feels new. This feels fresh. This feels exciting. This feels like something that I want to go after. And then like everyone kept telling me, cause like I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a female. I'm reading my text to my friends. And if you say that you don't do that, you're a liar. You're a big fat liar and I don't even want to hear it. So I'm reading this and like literally everyone's, everyone was like, she's into you. Like he's into you. I'm like, I like, I know it's freaking, it's not freaking me out, but like it's freaking me out on like how well everything's going. Like, this is great. Like, this is exciting. Like, oh my God. So I wasn't just like pulling this out of my ass and like thinking or reading things. I had people telling me like go for it like if you're feeling it and he's obviously like like putting it out there like go for it why not YOLO you only have one life to live you don't know if you don't try like all of these things and I'm like you know what yeah that's right like I'm not gonna live my life like you know I'm gonna express interest like when I'm dating someone like I'm gonna express interest however I did learn my lesson but I will all group this in together because there's a lot of weird shit that actually ended up coming like to fruition so I go on this date and like meet this guy and it's amazing like it's absolutely amazing and I broke one of the biggest rules that if I can just 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 totally give unsolicited advice if you are dating or if you're not in a locked down relationship ladies or yes ladies really do not let a guy come back to your place or do not go back to his place on the first date. You instantly, instantly lower your value and you've completely been accomplished. That, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what I did. And I'm going to admit it. Now, there was no sex. There were obviously other things of chemistry. We were two young people who had chemistry that I think had chemistry like out the wazoo. Like it was to the point where I was just like, Oh my God. Like, and I was like, you know what? This is fun. And once again, why not go for something? If you're feeling like all the signs are there and like every, I just was like, I'm, this is, this is awesome. Like we have conversation is great. He thinks I'm funny. He's not like, he's bringing, like, it was just easy and it was so easy. And like I said, there was a lot of chemistry. And so then after that, I just was like, yeah, sure. Like come back. And I will never do that again. And that's okay. And and I'm glad because honestly, as things panned out, so long story short, I, we, you know, he stays the night, take him home the next day. It's like the whole thing. He like lives close to my parents, whatever. There's like just all these like things. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, this is great. Like he like 
like invites me in like shows me his place is like blah 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 blah. yeah like I need to like it's just once again like making all of these like saying all of these things like still being cute like kissing me um and then like we like text the next couple of days and then it just stopped and like he never asked for like a second date and I finally like said something because what what the hell do I have to lose? I was like, yeah, you haven't asked me on a second date, so I'm not too sure. And he was like, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, like like we have to for sure. This week has just been crazy. And I was like, I obviously went through days of like can, like spontaneously combust crying, but then I also realized I was on my period a couple days later, so I knew that I wasn't absolutely crazy. And Mercury was still in retrograde, y'all. It was just wild. So I had gone through all of these super high emotions, and then I was like, oh my god, like. It was just like, oh my God, it was so great. It was so great. It was so great. And then it was gone. But then, and so then I started thinking and I quickly, and I was like, no, you've come way too far, Megan Cipollone. You have come way too far. You've done way too much work. Think about this. You just met this person. You literally don't know anything about this person. You don't know this person anything. Like you are not going to let this person affect you or be upset about somebody that you don't even know. You literally broke up with your boyfriend of three years like you're allowed to be upset about that like that is okay you are not allowed to be set upset about this 31 year old loser who guess what was the same birthday as my ex <laughs> he, I literally asked him his birthday and he said his birthday and I was like <laughs> I literally was like oh oh so you're a Libra and when in my mind I was like holy shit like this is literally the worst sign of bad juju ever ever and it took everything in me. But I was like, oh, I'm just going to like ignore that because he's like really cute. We have really great conversation and like the chemistry is really great. No, he's still a dude and he's still. <laughs> and I literally think that he was running parallel like his his core, his center was parallel with my ex because there was other things that I just am not going to get into super nitty gritty about it. But this at least explains, you know. Um, kind of what I was distracted with um, one week and then it turned into two and then it turned into exam, you know, anxiety. And then like, here we are. I just wanted to be honest, but I was like, you know what? No. And I, frankly, he was the last one to text. I never texted him back. And then after a, like a couple of days and a weekend and I never heard anything, I was like, all right, delete your number. You're off my Instagram. That's that. On to the next. And, you know, even though like for like a couple of days, I was like, damn, that really, really sucked because I was like really excited. And but you know what? It was so many good le like it was so many good lessons for me. One, I know now in this day and age in dating, it's there is so many people you have your fingertips. There are people at your fingertips. So like do not like girls, ladies, girls, like little girls. Listen here. <laughs> Like girls, chicks, babes, lovers, do not under any circumstances let a guy come back with you the first night. I'm telling you, do not do it. Promise you they will want you 10 times more. And I'm not saying this because I'm like, I wish I could have because I don't because I, I'm a firm believer that if somebody truly, honestly is into you and loves you and I want somebody like that. I'm, I'm not chasing after one. I'm not chasing after any guy. No, sorry. I've wasted too much bullshit time chasing. I'm not chasing any dude. Um, so just saying that right there. But like, you know, I'm not. 
I, I, t- I totally just lost my train of thought with that. But like, I'm not like, I'm not wasting, I'm not wasting time. So I'm not going to text you. And you, if you were interested in me, you would have texted me. And if he, and if it was supposed to work out, it would have worked out and it didn't. And that's totally fine. But you know what? Guess what? Going to delete your number and I'm not, you know, bye on Instagram. And that's that. And we are on and we are kick and we are stepping and we are moving forward. But I'd be lying if I said it didn't shake my core a little bit. For a second there, I started to go back to those old self-deprecating thoughts. What's wrong with you? Why? What did you do? You could have done that. And like, literally, guys, and like, I'm sorry, like, I'm like, guys, like, because people are like listening, like I'm talking to you, but I'm just saying I, because I feel like I can like talk. I feel like for like friends anyways sorry I'm a little I'm a little I'm a little nutty I I just I'm I'm completely losing I'm super spacey I am space cadet Megan space cadet Megan and I apologize but I just so back to just yes I was like no I'm not I'm not chasing any I'm not chasing any guy I'm not chasing any dude And that's that. And lessons learned. Like, don't, in this day and age in dating, you have to make guys work for it. They want to work for it. They want to feel like they're winning something. And by, like, doing everything that I did, like, I did everything that, like, I shouldn't have done. But you know what? I did it, and it it is what it is. And, like, I learned my lesson, and I'm glad, and I'm thankful for it going forward. I'm going to know how to, like, it's all date etiquette. Like, I know now I've had really bad experiences for, like, bad dates, and now I've had experiences on, like, how when dates go well. Like, how do you handle when dates go well? You have to have a certain thing lined up. Like, I just, I'm just... There's certain things and like people are like, well, that's like, you know, is it like a game? No, it's it's not a game. It's just the way that you have to you have to set boundaries for yourself. And I have to set boundaries for myself. And like I need and this is something that I'm personally like working on. But like I am I, I have to get to a place where like I just can't give up my like I just can't give myself up like super quick. Like, you know, like that's what we're looking for. Like everyone wants to be wanted and everyone wants to be loved. And we, you know, and, and we want to find somebody that t- to do those things with and have someone like that. So like when we start to feel like that, I feel like we just we we want to give it up so quickly, but we can't. We have to let and push feelings aside and really think emotionally. OK, like is this person like what what is this person done to deserve coming back? What is this person done to deserve, you know, staying the night? What has this person done? You, it's all about self-worth and that is something that is something that I am 100 and because this is literally, (laughs) hey, hey, it's not like I do this all the time. This is literally the first time this has happened. This is the first time this has happened to me. So here we are. We're all like, we're like talking about it because like I said, I'm not somebody who like dates hardcore. Like I'll go through phases where like I'm either not talking to somebody or like I'm dating somebody long term. So like I'm not like a super like, but I've been like, I've been going on dates like I've been wanting to put myself out there because I'm trying to trying to you know I would like that in my life it's not I don't need it it's not important it, you know not that it's not important it's not the only thing that makes me happy or that I, I if, if I don't have that I'm not going to be happy but like I'm someone who's like yeah I'm like seeking like I like I, I want to date I want to get out there I want to meet new people so Anyways, that's that. And that's what was kind of happening with me. 
and a little update. So, and you know, I'm just, I'm getting right back to it, except, you know, I've just kind of been like, eh, going to give it a little break, but now, you know, I've been, you know, I've been on the old, I've been on the old, uh, not Tinder. I've not done Tinder. I don't have Tinder. I did have Tinder. I do not anymore. Haven't had that since the last, but you know what? Yeah, it is what it is. Everyone's got a dating app on the phone these days. Well, I feel like I have just talked myself into an oblivion. Um, and I feel like I might have talked you all into an oblivion. And, you know, I feel like we've gone on a... This was actually ended up being on a very big journey. But, yeah. Yeah. It was a great journey, y'all. It's been there. We, we got caught up. We got to talk about some, we got to talk about some movies. We got to just hang out and it was wonderful. Everyone go and follow the Mad Yet Mighty Instagram page that I will be posting more on. I promise at Mad Yet Mighty on Instagram. You can follow me because I feel like I, as I'm saying this, it always feels dumb, but hey, go follow me at, at Meg Kelsip. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of Mad Yet Mighty. And I hope everyone has a fabulous rest of their week. And I will talk to you all later. <laughs>